You know when you're out with your friends and they all order beer and then you look insane when you don't want any beer? I mean, no offense to any of my friends out there, but I'm not a crazy obsessed beer drinker. I mean, once in a while, but I don't really love it. But I did recently try Bud Light Seltzer. It's not beer. It's a hard seltzer from Bud Light. Finally, there's something I can drink when everyone else is having a beer. Bud Light Seltzer's 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and it comes in four flavors. There's strawberry, lemon lime, mango, and my go-to black cherry. They're all super refreshing and perfect when I want something with a little more kick than just sparkling water. You know what I'm saying? Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. out yes my lawyer i hired this new lawyer and he's kind of like this hollywood power attorney uh real tall good looking smart dude right and he goes to um this google convention i thought it might be zeitgeist or something like that where all the smart people go and like come together (laughs) do you know what i'm talking about there's like a few of those paul allen has one and um it's like you know where all the geniuses of the world come okay it's it's sort of like Ted, but smarter, if that's even possible. And he came back and he told me um, about, because I started to, I, I bought a Tesla. Yes. Right? I, I, you I, saw that online, right? I saw right? the online. Yeah. So, um, and it's been kind of interesting. And I started getting rid of all this stuff. And I bought this Tesla and I'm like, I just need one car. You know, Heidi has a car. I just need one car. And I've been trying to kind of get rid of things and... He comes back and he's telling me this story because I was talking about the Tesla and how I never need gas again and how it's fascinating to me. Like now that I look around, knowing that the technology for a Tesla is possible, like I literally don't need gas ever again. You plug the car in and that's it. But on top of that, they've built these charging stations, these solar powered charging stations across the country. So you'll be able... On solar power to drive across country in this car. Like, it's fascinating. It has the internet in it. it. The things it can do is incredible. And it makes every other vehicle look like a dinosaur. Because you're going, wait a minute. If this is all possible from a technology standpoint, why you know, why are we living the way we're living in these cars that can't mm-hmm. do you know one-tenth of the things? So, anyway, we're talking about Tesla. And he starts talking to me about how these guys have built this solar airplane. And... They're going to take it around the world on solar power. So I think it's next year. Wow. And uh, I was like, how is that possible? That's How is that even doable? And he starts telling me about how they had to engineer it a certain way and it has to fly at a certain altitude and it's a significantly higher altitude than, we, you know, we fly at mm-hmm. on a commercial plane. Um, higher. Yeah, way higher. 
Way higher. Um, and then they were saying that in order to do that, like in order to get the plane to be able to fly that high, they started having to like unload all of this stuff from the plane. Oh, right? interesting. And I, and I started thinking about that, and, and he was like, "Do you get it? Are you getting the metaphor?" Because <laughs> he's he's not just he's a really cool guy. I love this guy. He's also very entrepreneurial, right? And he's kind of you know took me on, and he he's looking at our business and like ways that he can help us, um, you know, with venture capitalists and building different businesses. And he's he's a real innovative thinker. And so he's telling me this story, and I was like, "Oh, I'm supposed to get." the metaphor right the it's a literal story about what they're doing with the plane but how like if i want to go to that next level i'm going to have to let go of some things right and you know because i came into his office and i was like i want this for my career and i want that for my career and he's like you want to breathe rarefied air you know what you're talking about only a handful of people in the world are able to do and most fail if they get there at all and I was like, I'm willing to fail. Like, the failing part I'm okay with. I just want to try to get in the door. Yeah, yeah. And so he sort of told me this story, and I've been thinking a lot about the year I've been having. And I have gradually started to try to let all of this stuff go. And uh, I'm going to take a small diversion, but I promise it's going to tie back into this message. So my little sister is going off to her third year in college, right? And she is doing a semester abroad at Oxford. Wow. <laughs> yeah, she's not dumb. And she uh, she's telling me, like, I think this is going to be the best year of my life. And I was like, well, take it easy. And I was like, I don't know that it's going to be the best <laughs> right. year of your life, but it's certainly going to be an awesome year. And I'm paying her bills. You know, she's no spoiled kid. I'm not giving her a ton, a ton of money, but I'm making sure that, like, she doesn't have to worry about food or bills or working, that mm -hmm. she can focus on her studies and she can, you know, they go to school for two months and then they get five weeks off and they go to school for two months and then they get five weeks off and she's going to be in Europe and she's going to be able to travel around. I've never, I, you know, did anyone in this room ever have that opportunity, like, where you go to school and people pay your bills and you kind of get that carefree time in your life where you don't really have to worry and you can explore and it's like you don't have work you don't have things to uh, responsibilities that tie you down like one two three no no yeah no <laughs> no i mean at 17 years old i was on my own yeah you know um my mom helped me a little bit with like health insurance and from 17 to 18 she gave me 400 dollars a month for rent and you know she helped me get stable but no, I mean, I've, I've been working since I was, you know, I was on my own at 17. I was working at 15 and I never had that opportunity. And as life has progressed and I was thinking, God, sweetie, it, it, this is a really unique time because you don't have all of these obligations. Yeah. And as you get older, they pile on. So, you know, you're in your early 20s and it's just you, but you don't have the money to sort of be able to do these things. And then you get in your 30s and you might have some success, but then you start a family and it kind of becomes exponential and I look at my life and there are times when I just feel crushed under the pressure of, okay, I take care of you know, my family, people in her family. We have a company that if I blow up, you know, a lot of people get hurt so that have families and it's just, there's a lot of responsibility. And I've tried this year to really say, okay, what am I drowning under? And like, 
what is unnecessary? What can I get rid of? Mm-hmm. I've taken on all these things. And there was a time when the things really filled that void for me. And you and I talked about it. Like, I, yeah. I wasn't eating too much anymore, but I was buying a bunch of crap I didn't need. And it, it was like, oh, I, let me fill this hole in my heart with a car or a watch or a... And, you know, the more crap you have, the more crap needs to be maintained, the more crap needs to be maintenanced and serviced and insured and the more responsibilities you have. And I feel like I've just piled all of this crap onto my life. And I was like, I'm selling every watch, getting rid of it. I'm keeping like maybe two for the kids. I'm getting rid of all of them. I don't wear them anymore. I'm getting rid of them. I don't need all these cars. I don't need, uh, you know to have multiple houses. I don't need all of this stuff. And I think the stuff was me really posturing, trying to trying to show that I have value or maybe create an image or fill that hole, right? Does that make sense? Very much so. But it was exhausting to me to always have to keep it all up and keep up the image and try keep to Keep it all going. Keep it all keep going. It all going. Yeah. And in addition, there are certain projects where you're like, I'm not going to let go of this. I'm going to see this all the way through. We're going to make this work. And my CFO sat, my CEO, Giancarlo, so my CFO is named Ray and my CEO is named Giancarlo, and he sat us down. And there were a couple projects that G and I just would not let go of. And he sat us down and he said, like, do you realize how much money and how much time you two are wasting on things that we are going to make such a minimal profit on? And consequently, if you poured all of this effort and all of this energy into businesses that are vertical, meaning businesses we can grow that we would own, like Body Shred, for example, which is this um, class I created that's going into gyms uh, to sort of revolutionize like the Les Mills body pump. It's like trying to replace that and, and bring people more into the future with more cutting edge science and what have you, or like a Zumba or a CrossFit. If we focused on those things and we were willing to really pare down because we had so many projects. And my lawyer said the same thing. He's like, you guys have too many things going on. You're spread too thin. You're not able to do them all right. You got to pare down and focus. And it was like Sophie's choice when we sat down and started cutting <laughs> oh, projects. Because sure. there was a, an app that we'd been working on. And we poured so much effort into it and so much time. And <laughs> it, was, so it was like we had to cut the app. And then we were talking about, like, do we go into this project with skincare and this, that, and the page and making holistic beauty for the, and we we just don't cut it. You know, we wanted to manage all these people, and, and we don't have time to cut it. And it was like, ugh. And yet, as I've begun to do this this year, it has been a hard year because you're having to come to terms with letting things go, accepting that certain things have been have have not been worth it or have failed or, but it, it's sort of like throwing good money after bad. Mm-hmm. And yes. as I've started to offload, whether it's f- assets, right, things that I've had or projects I've taken on or you name it, I've slowly begun to feel more and more relieved, you know, and free up more and more energy to make the handful of things we work on great mm. as opposed to. This one's failing. That one's failing. This is falling apart. That's falling apart. This and one's sort of okay. This, this one's, one's yeah. Sorta, this one's on yeah. life support. We're you know, yeah. Spread too thin. So I guess I would say to you, if you're just feeling crushed 
by your responsibilities or overwhelmed by the things you've taken on, maybe maybe it's time to let some stuff go, man. Start chucking stuff off the plane so you can fly a little bit higher and go to that next level in your life where you want to be and ask, what are you holding on to that isn't serving you? It could, by the way, be a relationship, a crappy relationship that you just keep fighting for, that mm-hmm. you just won't let go of, even though it exhausts you and it takes a ton of your energy. And it might be that that guy that you're dating or girl that you're dating, or it, it could be that business project that it just won't come off the ground, that isn't meant to be, or all these things that you've bought because... Who knows? Whatever your reasons might be, you you like the look of it or what have you. And I know this is going to sound really disgusting, and I and please, you know, don't hate me for saying this, but I just in in an effort to be transparent, I had bought a Ferrari, and I I know I know I gross. This is a rich person problem. This is not a real problem, and it's not a, it's not actually a problem. But when I was a kid, one of the things that I had I didn't have a ton to bond with my dad about, but he had a Ferrari. Right, he had this really cool Magnum PI kind of Ferrari, <laughs> and he used to drive me to soccer practice in it, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And so I bought this Ferrari, and I tricked this car out, and I did the most horrible thing in the world, and put a car seat in it, and would like every now and again take Lou to school in it, and it made her super happy. And we just looked like idiots driving down the road, especially pulling into that school that I told you about, where everybody's green. And everything's organic. First of all, right? it's a 68 Bronco, and now it's a the Ferrari, Ferrari right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, and it was like, you know, we'd roll up and people would just roll their eyes. <laughs> and of course, Lou would be like, my mommy drives a Ferrari. And Heidi, you know, when that, when she came home from school with Lou and Caitlin, her teacher, said, just so you know, Lou's told everybody in school that her mommy drives a Ferrari. <laughs> Heidi was like, I want you to sell that car. And I was like, I'm not going to, there's no way I'm going to do it. I'm not going to sell it. No. And she's like, babe, I don't understand. Like, sell the car. Yeah. She's like, we look like a-holes. And I was like, you don't understand. I'm a car aficionado. It's a Pininfarina masterpiece. You just don't appreciate this. You know, you're into chickens and bees. This is, this car is a masterpiece. It's a work of art. And Julian. We, you know, we don't have garage space and nothing can go in the garage because the Ferrari has to be in the garage and all this crap. And, you know, my business manager is like, oh, my God, the insurance on the Ferrari. Anyway, to make a long story short, I bought the Tesla, right? And I just started selling everything. And it came time to sell that car. And I was like, no. And I, I really hung on to it. I really hung on to it. And then I thought, okay, how often do I drive it? Do I really need it? You know, where can I put that money where it would be better invested? And how can I be more sort of responsible? And I sold it. I sold the car. And I invested the money. I actually bought Tesla stock, which has gone up. I'll have have you know. And it was like, it did something for me. Instead of causing me more aggravation, I invested it. And now it's making me money. And I guess I'm just saying... Whatever it is that you're holding on to. And that car meant a lot. It just equated back to a lot in my childhood. Well, that's that's just it. You weren't just cutting away from the car. I mean, there's more loaded into that car. For sure. Oh, yeah. And it was also like it was the great. It was the things that I loved about my relationship with my dad. So, of course, my three-year-old now, by the way, drives down the road and she goes, Ferrari. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she knows. She knows exactly. And she knows every model. 
<laughs> and which of course, which I love, but I, it makes Heidi completely humiliated. And she knows. She goes, "That's an old one, Mama." I'm like, "It is, honey." She goes, "But not the good one." I'm like, "No, no, that's not a Dino or a California." Oh God! She knows exactly. And it, so I guess <laughs> that's whatever. You don't know my pain. No, I know. I don't know your pain. I don't know, but I'm sure. In- I'm just saying. What do you? What is exhausting you? What's wearing you down? And what can you just cut the cord on, man? Just let go and free yourself up energetically, emotionally, psychologically to give you that much more resource Mm -hmm. to pursue peace, calm, happiness, tranquility, quality of life. So we'll see how this plays out in another year or two. Yeah. (sighs) You know, you and Heidi are kind of like Lucy and Desi. Remember in the, uh, the long, long trailer when Desi couldn't get the trailer up and Lucy had all the rocks in the trailer and she started throwing out the rocks. She had to throw out the, you know, probably why did not he a, have trailers and the rocks in the trailer. I can't remember why Lucy saved the rocks, but she'd put them all and he couldn't get the trailer up the hill and it was going backwards like this. And he was going, Lucy, and she had these, so they had to start chucking out the rock to get the trailer up. But why were the rocks in there? I can't remember why Lucy got the rock. I'll have to investigate that. It was, but it's very, but it, it's per a perfect um, anecdote for this amazing segment you just did, which I probably I just ruined once again. I hardly think a rock equals a Ferrari. You talked about the plane, how they had to get rid yeah. of the stuff to get the plane up. It's yes, a, you're right. You know, you're right. You are the rock. You are the rock. I'm throwing myself out. Okay, you're not the. I'm not sure, but it's all good. I loved this segment very much. <laughs> And I'm sorry I just ruined it. We'll be right back. For any of you guys out there who've ever thought about creating your own domain... Hover.com is the place to go. First of all, they believe in the best customer service in the business. There's no hold, no wait time. You will always get a live human being to help you out with any of your issues or concerns immediately. In addition to that, these guys have access to the .NET domain names. I particularly love .NET because it opens up a suite of options that might not otherwise be available. And the other cool thing about this is that now you can add Google's productivity app. So Gmail, Calendar, Drive, Docs, the whole package is available to you. And for our listeners, they're offering 10% off a new domain name of your choice. And all you've got to do is go to hover.com, H-O-V-E-R dot C-O-M slash Jillian Michaels to get started today. Are you ready for a snappy segment? As per usual. It's about biking. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so as we've talked about, I, I've become not a great biker or even maybe a good biker, but a decent biker. I and mean, I really love it. So 
You have the body for a biker, I think. Oh, you think? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Because you're compact and you got really strong thighs. Oh. And I can see you fitting on your... Although I did see your bike when we were on tour. Fancy. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice bike. It's fancy shorts. Yeah. It's Italian. And I can see you... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's sweet. It was sweet. Oh, my God. Uh, Okay. So, uh, you know what? Okay. I'm a big spin class person. Uh, I invested in a little company called Flywheel, which is like this very fancy, super trendy, cool spin studio. Okay. Uh, but I also ride my street bike out on the road. So like when I'm out in Malibu, because uh, there is no Flywheel out in Malibu, they're in the city. When I'm in the city, I go to Flywheel. And when I'm in Malibu, I ride my bike on PCH, which is dangerous, yeah. but I do it. Um, and so I just thought, let's go over some pointers because people tend to love spinning. They do. It's very interesting. There's a contestant we have this season who's had a real hard time, and she hates the gym. She hates working out. And, you know, for Dolvet and Bob, they don't really understand that. They're like, what do you mean you hate working out? Find something you like to do in here and do it. <laughs> and I get it. I'm like, I get it. You hate working out. I don't like it either. But I think about I think about the positive results of yes. it, right? But she went to one of Bob's spin classes and came out of that spin class saying, I found something I like. I like to spin. And I have yet to meet a student or a contestant or whatever who doesn't like it. Danny is going to become a flywheel instructor from last season. So, you know, a lot of them just fall in love with it. So I thought we should go over a few pointers because if you get a little intimidated about how to set up your bike or what have you, I would honestly just go up to your instructor and say, hey, it's my first class. Can you show me how to set up my bike? So the first thing that I do is from the tip of my seat um, to the handlebars, mm-hmm. I put my elbow on the very tip of my seat, and then I extend my forearm, right? And there should be enough distance that your fingertips touch the handlebar, like the little pole that locks into the front of the yes. spin bike, to the tip of your seat. So if the seat is too far back or too far forward, adjust it accordingly. Now, well, if you bought a, a road trip. bike, they're going to adjust your bike, just so you know. Yeah. So you buy a road bike, the guys at the bike store are going to set you up on it. If you're in spin class... You're pedaling. You want to make sure that when the leg is fully extended, heels down, there is still a slight bend in your knee. Right. Because okay. you don't want to be hyperextending. And also, you don't want to be too low either. You want a nice stroke, a nice range of motion. Now, the lower the handlebars are if you're on a spin bike, the more core you're required to use. Because I don't want you to have all of your weight on your handlebars. I see a lot of beginners in a spin class putting all the weight on their handlebars. My contestants do it too. It should be 60% on the saddle, 40% on the handlebars. Okay. So if you're feeling like all your weights on your handlebars, raise them up a little bit if your core can't fully support you. Um, now, if you are getting out of the saddle, whether this is on your road bike or whether it's in your spin class, I see a lot of people stand up on the bike And they are almost perpendicular to the ground. And you should not be. Your butt needs to be back hovering over the seat. Oh, I see where you're... Yeah, you don't want to be standing upright. You need your butt back. So you want to get long with your torso with a flat back. And although you might want to look down, because we get tired and we put our head down, first of all, if you're on the road, you need to keep your head up. Even if it bothers your neck a little bit, you've got to keep your head up. But second of all, it can slow down your oxygen intake. And it makes you more tired because your head's down. Sure. So you want to keep your head up, A, so you can see. But if you're in class in particular also because it helps with your oxygen intake, which is going to give you more energy and allow you to be a little bit faster. Uh, in addition, when you're pedaling, you have to have spin shoes. I highly recommend it. Okay. Um, and the reason is because 
It's not just about a push stroke. People tend to think of biking as like all forward, like jamming down on the pedals in a forward motion with the ball of their foot. But a big part of biking is the pull part of the stroke. So you press down, but you pull your way through the turn with your hamstrings. You're actually pulling the pedal back and up. So spin shoes are really key so that you're not just pushing, but you're pulling the pedal. It's it's an even push-pull. So pedal smoothly, not all push, not all pull, even parts of both. Now, if you're on the road, let's talk about a few basics, okay? You want to follow the same rules that the cars follow. If there's a red light, you have to unclip and stop. And that can be kind of scary for a lot of people, and I did wipe out one. <laughs> when I first started riding a PCH, just right down. And and I, I didn't get my foot out of the thing. Right, and it is a fear. I, I've talked to many people who have that fear, too. It's, yeah. it's like... It's like Practice, practice pulling out. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You You're just right. And it's real simple to do. You just twist your heel to the outside, and then you'll unclip. So I unclip one, and then I put that foot down, and I don't gotcha. unclip the other. Gotcha. Um, okay, also, you want to ride. If there's a bike lane, obviously, that's perfect. If not, you want to ride on the inside of the white line because the road's going to be in better shape there. You're going to avoid potholes and what have you. Um, I've seen a lot of people ride outside their white line and the road, and it just... Don't. Yeah, you're starting to ch- you're challenging the drivers. Then you really but, yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, you really are. And another really important thing, I always look inside the parked cars because that's where you're going to get it. Oh, you're going to get doored. So you yeah, get yeah, doored, yeah. or someone pulls out oh, in front of you. Yeah, true. Always, always watch the inside of those parked cars, man, because that's that's where you're going to get it. Yeah. Almost always. Good point. Um. So, uh, you know, of course you need a helmet. That's really important. Uh, Another thing about braking. I saw a guy wipe out the other day because he went on this really sharp turn and he'd picked up a lot of speed, but he leaned into the turn. Right. And you don't ever want your shoulders to not be parallel to the ground. You don't want to lean your body into the turn. Oh, he just leaned his body. He, He leaned his body. You can move the bike, but you counterbalance it so you extend the outside leg and you keep your shoulders parallel to the ground even when you're turning the bike. So your body is actually straight. Does that make on a sharp turn? Does that make sense? It makes sense about the, the leg being leg extended. Yes. And you push on the outer pedal. So you're sort of counterbalanced. You don't want to lean your body into the turn. Shoulders need to stay parallel to the ground. And if you look where you're going, the bike is going to fall out. Sort of mm-hmm. like a motorcycle. Right. So, you know, if wherever you look, that's where the bike's going to go. Horses are the same. So, like, with a motorcycle, you look through the turn. It's the same thing with a bicycle. And even when I'm riding, like, one of the horses and I'll take a lesson, my trainer will tell me, okay, look through the turn at the jump. Look now. Look now at the jump. And when you, you wherever it's, whether it's a horse or motorcycle or a bike, like, when you look, that's where that thing's going to go. It's such a, isn't that interesting? It's such a simple, simple yeah, thing. If you look down, yeah. oh, bye-bye. On any one of those things, bye-bye. Don't look down. My, my daughter takes her little lessons, and her teacher's name is Vicky, and Vicky's like, don't look down, Lou. What happens when you look down? And Lou goes, fall down! <laughs> and Heidi fell off this horse once, and uh, Lou was on my back on Buzz, and this was not our horse. So, like, Buzz, I had Lou with me in a in a carrier, right? She's on my back. I've had Buzz, you know, for seven years. Yeah. The horse is dead calm. He's bomb-proof. But this was someone else's horse that Heidi was riding, and he threw her off. And Lou goes, "You look down, mommy. You fall down." And 
she never lets Heidi live it down. Or his name is Oscar. Or whenever we go to the stable, she goes, Mommy, there's Oscar. You look down. You fall down. And it's like, to this day, Heidi is mortified. Absolutely mortified. It ain't fun getting thrown off a horse. Uh, Last but not least, if you're going down a hill and you're picking up a lot of speed and you get scared, don't slam on the front brake. You want to brake evenly. Or you will fly. Oh, yeah. Fly forward. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to, the lower you get, the lower your center of gravity. But if you are picking up a ton of speed and it's scaring you, you know, it's the same thing with if you lift, you want to keep your bum back. But if you lift your torso a little, it catches the the wind like a sail and it will slow you down. But you break both brakes evenly. If you just break the back, you're going to skid. And if you just break the front, you're going to flip over. Break both of them evenly. Uh, Last but not least, if you haven't ridden for a while, make sure you get your bike checked up. Make sure that if it hasn't been used, it's tuned up, that the cables and the bolts and all the crucial bits are working smoothly. Make sure that the chain is lubed because a dirty chain is really hard to pedal. So every Mm -hmm. 300 miles or so, you want to spritz it with like a citrus degreaser and you can take a little toothbrush and clean the chain. Um, Make sure your tires are pumped up. Yep. Oh, my God. I don't understand how they go so flat. I really don't. So... You want to make sure you can check the sidewall of the tire for the recommended pounds per square inch, which is called the PSI, and it'll tell you how much pressure should be in the tire. So you can look at your little pump and know when you filled it up enough. Make sure you inflate them once a week. It's incredible. If I don't ride for a few days, I go, my tires are flat. Can't figure it out. And learn how to fix a flat. Yeah. Because, oh, my God. I can't tell you how many times I see people on the side of the road with a flat tire. And they're phoning. Yes. <laughs> they're phoning. And for, yeah. like, a couple, of, a couple of dollars, someone in a bike shop can show you how to do it. You're going to need tire levers to take the to take the tire off the rim, a spare tube, and a mini pump. And it's a piece of cake. And last but not least, I always make sure I have my ID on me, mm. my cell phone on me, and like water, of course, but like cash or a credit card in case of an emergency. Yep. So like if I need water or I need to get home, I have money, I have my phone. If I get hit by a car, I have ID. They know who to call. Always ride smart. Um, if I could ask you one quick oh, question well, about when you, when you do, buy Manus. the bike. I, I know when you buy a road bike, you obviously have to go to the shop. Yeah. So you have oh, to go, go to the shop to, the to have shop. them fit go. you. But go. would you ever buy, like, I'm going to buy a, I'm going to buy a spin bike for home. Would you, and I know you can get them really cheap online. Would you, would that be something you oh. could buy online or would you go to the shop? No, you totally could. But, you know, you might want to try it and you might want to just see what else is out there. But, you know, something Flywheel is actually making, uh bikes for at home um which are really cool because the flywheel bikes are awesome because they show you your wattage like your power output and your rotations per minute so as a teacher you can you can make sure that someone's intensity is on point because you can say you know 90 rotations per minute and a wattage of 60 or 40 or whatever so you can control it it tells you exactly where you are and they have little hand weights on the bike any yeah. bike at home is going to be adjustable. Adjustable. Okay, a spin gotcha. bike, yeah. Okay. But your road bike, you need to have them like to fit you to it. Yeah, don't be buying that. No, um, no. Not unless you're like a professional biker. No. Right, gotcha. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay, cool. Awesome. tell you how many people I've trained mm-hmm. that have ended up becoming personal trainers. Mm. I think that people who appreciate 
how fitness has empowered them in every facet of their lives suddenly feel compelled to share that message with others. Pass it uh, forward. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen it in, in so many Biggest Loser contestants. And even back in the day when I would just work with, even 10 years ago when I was training soccer moms, they would take it up as a, a side job because they loved it so much. Or maybe you are a fitness fanatic. But if you are considering a career as a personal trainer, you want to check out the National Academy of Sports Medicine. I have to tell you that you know I was an overweight kid. We all know that. And I fell into this line of work because I loved it. Not necessarily so much, oh, I love feeling the burn, but I love how it empowers me. And I love subsequently empowering others in the same way. And if you feel passionate about that, I highly recommend you check these guys out. Because right now, certified personal trainers are in higher demand than ever. And NASM can help you make your goals a reality. They're going to guarantee that you will land a job within 90 days of earning your certification or you get your money back. So you can get started right now with a free 14-day sneak peek of their fast, fun, and easy online program. All you have to do is go to usatrainer.com. What's that again? Oh, let me tell you. (laughs) usatrainer.com. Okay, we're back, and Sandra from North Carolina wants to talk to you. Hey, Sandra, what's going on, buddy? Oh, my God, Julia, thank you for calling me. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, I just want to good. say really quickly, yeah. I love you. I love Janice. I get a kick out of the two listening to you together, and <sighs> I'm supposed to play it cool, my husband said, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we don't want you to. Tell him to mind his own business. We, we want excessive excitement, don't we, Janice? We do, always. Yes. Yeah. But no, he's excited for me because he knows I'm such a fan. So awesome. Aww. Thank you, guys. No, no, no. Thanks for calling. What's going oh on, God. bud? Um, I got a gas problem. <laughs> oh, hold on. <laughs> this is my kind of segment. All right. To explain, give me the history. Lay it all out for me here. Okay, I would say I've noticed more so the last five years. Okay. But I'm not sure. Like, I noticed probably about five years ago, like, that I would get really bad stomach pains from milk. Like, I just couldn't handle drinking milk anymore. Okay. So I got off of that, and I do drink so delicious milk. Okay. And that does not hurt my stomach. Are you off all dairy? Um, no. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I know. Is that So I'm probably, that's probably part of it right and i it just seems like everything i eat upsets my stomach more and more like as the years have gone on like uh, everything you eat it kind of does like there's not a day that doesn't go by that i don't have a problem okay but have you kept like a journal and that you're noticing that certain foods are causing it because yes Okay, because li- listen, there's a lot of things that can cause gas. So um, a lot of times, like a lot of the healthier foods that have um, a lot of cellulose, uh, which is plant fiber that's very difficult to break down, uh, that can cause gas. Um, foods that digest more slowly uh, essentially can can allow for fermentation, you know, with the, the sort of 
the bacteria breaks down in the lower part of your small in your small intestine there and ferments in your colon and to make a very long story <laughs> short it can make you gassy um if you were having any kind of artificial or like sugar alcohol like mannitol or sorbitol or sugar-free foods that can do it uh it could be a food intolerance like what you're talking about like with mm. dairy um that could be doing it so have you have you tracked like when it's happening um Recently, I notice it more so like after lunch, which is crazy because I'm like a creature of habit. I've okay. heard you say that too. I'll eat the same things. Like I could tell you what I've had for breakfast and lunch exactly for months. Okay. <laughs> which is the same thing. But dinner always changes up. It's whatever I cook for the family. Okay. But it, I don't know if it's because it's a salad and I eat vegetarian meatballs. I'm not a vegetarian. I just like them. Okay. And they have a lot of protein in them. Soy, though? Uh, they have a lot of soy protein, I imagine. Probably. Ugh. Probably. Okay. And I'm starting to wonder, like, if I need to get tested to see if I have food allergies. You probably do, but that's why I'm just looking. I, that's what I was going to tell you is at the end of this call, is, as we try to kind of take a look at things that you might be able to do, that you probably do want to see a doctor because if you've eliminated, if you're, okay, are you taking probiotics? Because... It, Antibiotics. I was. If, if the, nah, not I was. I tried. I tried for three weeks recently. And, um, but that's, they... buddy, that's not a long time. You, you've got to literally, like, literally allow the good bacteria and the flora in your gut to sort of rebuild and colonize. It's not going to happen overnight. That's something you, you should just be doing consistently. Really? Absolutely. It, it I do it every day. Like it just seemed like when I was on them, like I was going to the restroom more and I have no problem going to the bathroom. Like I'm really regular and I know when I'm going to go, I don't have any accidents out in public. Like I just know <laughs> I'm on the clock. I, you know? I am glad to know there are no accidents out <laughs> in public. You know, Janice has a few of those from time to time and they're quite embarrassing. I mean, quite I'm, not, embarrassing. I'm not blowing any public restrooms up. Like I know when I need to go. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do is steal Heidi's phone because I can get it onto her Facebook that way and post that like she's, uh, you know, she's got terrible diarrhea and she's just was humiliated. Oh my gosh. My husband said, don't say that word on the radio. No, no, no. That's fine. We love these words here on this show. This is what we're all about. We love this stuff. This is great fun. Um, Okay. First of all, you should just get back on that as a supplement um, for optimal health. Uh, there is a product called BioK. BioK. Um, okay. That's a really good, just straight probiotic. It's like a little yogurt thing. Um, or you can just you can take a probiotic supplement. So you know, but you got to be a little more consistent with that. And then okay, okay and then uh, all right. Have you okay? So you're eating okay. So for lunch, soy meatballs. What else? Are you noticing it? After you eat raw vegetables um, or fruits? Broccoli, broccoli, maybe. Okay. Cook all your food. Mm. Cook all my food. All of it. Um, I want you to try, look up macrobiotic. Uh, macrobiotic. A macrobiotic diet is a diet where, like, they cook foods in a certain way. And um, while, you know, people love to talk about, like, raw fruits and vegetables, the reality is that we often don't have the digestive enzymes to process raw fruits and vegetables and it can make us 
sick to our stomach, gassy, because the when you cook vegetables, and I'm not asking you to like completely deplete it of all of its nutrients, but cooking it, like blanching it or a light steam or cooking it in the microwave so it doesn't lose, you know, the nutrients don't leach into the water. But when you cook it, it's essentially pre-digesting that fiber. And it really okay. helps with regard to being gassy. Uh, another thing is um, digestive enzymes. Have you been trying that? No. What's this? Ah, okay. Um, so digestive en- enzymes essentially help you break down your food and digest mm-hmm. it. And a lot of times, as we get older, we don't make uh, we don't make the same digestive enzymes that we did when we were young. Digestive enzymes you can buy a, a supplement in the store. Um, that will help you. Uh, Bino is one, is an enzyme, but it's like, it's not really like a, I would get a, I don't want to say anything bad because I don't want to be sued, but I, nor do I think it's bad, but I just think I would get, um, I would go to the, to the health food store. I would get okay. a, a quality probiotic, a quality okay. digestive enzyme, and you got to stick with it. So, so consistently take it. Like I, the probiotic that I bought was from New Chapter. New that, Chapter's a good one. It, yeah, New yeah. Cha- New Chapter's fine. Okay, and but I don't. I'll have to look up this other product. I didn't know that there was something that could out. Because so could it be age? Like as far as like, you know, I'm over my thirties now, and you know, like I've noticed it. Like, look, it, it could years. be it could be a lot of things. But if it if it was something like age, it's not going to be that your stomach isn't functioning properly. It's going to be that you have become depleted in probiotics from having too much antibiotic treatment or antibiotics mm. in your food or antibiotics in your water. Or okay. and it could be the fact that, you know, your your digestive enzymes have become depleted and you'll need to supplement. That's simple. Okay. So I would okay. try those two things. Now, if you know you have a dairy okay, and then la- cook all your cook all your vegetables. Um, okay. and I would just cut out fruit for right now cuz of the sugar. So cut the fruit out. And go okay. cook all your vegetables. Um, okay. Dairy. You know you have a dairy issue. So oh, Yeah, because milk would give me stomach cramps. Okay. Now, here's what's interesting about milk is while you always think it's going to be like lactose, it isn't necessarily. Sometimes people can have an issue with dairy pro- with dairy protein. Um, hmm. So are you doing oh. cheese and yogurt and all of that? No. No, I don't really normally eat yogurt that often because they, they give me an upset stomach too. So... <laughs> Right. So so you haven't cut dairy out. Where are you getting dairy from? Um, well, I do like cheese. I don't eat it every day. I, I do eat feta cheese. Okay. Um, that would be more often. Um, I don't, I can't think of anything, you know, occasionally like I'll have sour cream with, you know, dinner, but these are occasional things. These aren't regular things that I'm having. Mm, okay. And I feel like the cleaner I eat, not clean, because I'm not a clean eater because I still do like enjoy things like chocolate but um that's that's fine uh but i would okay i would here's what anybody's gonna tell you to do they're gonna tell you to like remove um a lot of this stuff and then add it back in slowly so what's affecting me yeah but soy also um can cause gas though buddy and you're having soy every day for lunch i didn't even think of that soy is, (sighs) is is also known to cause like bloating and gas so, yeah, I get bloating, yes. Okay, so here... Okay, you're not going to like this. Oh, no. Just here... Cook all your vegetables, right? That's okay. one. Get cook. on probiotics okay. and get on digestive enzymes. Remove the soy. Okay. Any artificial sweeteners or sugar alcohols, remove. 
What about sugar, the raw sugar? Stevia? That's not going to, that, sh- that should be fine. Sugar like okay. mannitol, sorbitol, maltitol, because it goes undigested. Um, okay. And it wrecks havoc in your sort of intestinal, okay. not sort of, you're in your intestinal tract. Um, okay, hold on. I would remove the dairy for now and go with a coconut or, a, or an almond alternative. And that should clean you up, literally. Okay. But you, I, I, like, where is soy? Where, we, like, is soy in a lot of things that I'm not? Yes, I'm obvious- but you're having veggie. You're having those meatballs. I guarantee you, they're soy. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, it is. It's I in. can almost hear you from here after those meatballs. Yeah, mm-hmm. Whoa, yeah. Hey, take it Hello, easy. My Jeez, oh my gosh, we don't want any public accidents. Oh, right. no public accidents. <laughs> my God. Gee, but you're right about the soy. I learned that from you on the tour. Soy's in everything. Yeah, soy's in everywhere. It is soy's in everything. Um, But it's it's like it's one thing if there's like soy lecithin in a product or a little bit of soy flour. Um, If you can try to remove soy because soy is known to cause bloating and gas, and you're noticing it after lunch, right after having soy meatballs. Yeah, now more so after you've removed all this stuff. Okay. If this is not better in a month, okay. Um, okay. then, you know, you, because you said five years, so obviously you've been dealing with this for a while. You're not going to yeah. die. You don't have something serious. But if yeah. this is not better in a month, then you you can go and see, like, a, a gastro uh, doctor. The and fart a doctor. The fart guy, yeah. Fart go guy. to the fart guy. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know. Janice, ju- say that three more times so I could just make my husband just. Die. Yeah, do that, Janice. Come on. Go and see the... <laughs> Come on, Janice. The fart guy. The fart man. The fart doctor. The fart meister. Fart meister. Mr. Fart. Yes. I'm here to see Mr. Fart. Yes. We're here for the farts. Yeah. Okay. No, I not the farts. Your... We're here to banish the farts. We're here to banish the farts. I've got a to huge... To fight the farts. Excuse me, doctor. I have a huge fart problem. Could yeah. you please help? Well, that, it, it, is, it is a problem. That, it that is would a problem. Me and it's uncomfortable. And Sandra's lucky she's married. Look, think about me with a date. Hello. It's oh, terrible. That's true. The kale. Oh, Don't eat kale, see? Sandra. Because it's raw vegetables. I said yeah, cook it. That's right. Cook the kale. Yes, but the, di- okay, but the digestive enzymes should help you, but I, do, I just want her to hit all of it. Yeah. So after a month, if you have not noticed any improvement, then go to a, Mr. Fart. Mr. Fart. Uh, Mr. Fight Farts. And, Mr. Fight Farts. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, because he probably would want to rule out some sort of GI issue, uh, and I don't want to freak you out because it's enti- there's the chances of it being something like Crohn's or whatever are very slim. Right. Um, but go to him and have him check you for food allergies. If you've removed all this stuff and it gets better, then gr- very gradually start adding things back in. Okay, and and see, go. Mm. Oh, okay. I had the that cheese or whatever, and here it is again. Or I had okay. these veggies raw, and out oh, here it is again. So one at a time, very slowly, you add it back in. But the soy, right. you never need to be on the soy. Ah, man, I'm going to have to really investigate my labels. Skip the soy. Well, it'll be, you know, it'll be in little things here and there, like soy flour or what have you. But, like, you don't need to be on a soy meatball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jillian's not, yeah. she's not happy about that soy meatball. No. You know how many times Soy's, you said the soy meatball? Soy meatball. <laughs> Well, and look what's happening. Don't She's blowing up after because that. Of the, because of what? You know, like an atabomb is coming out of her <laughs> rear end after she eats that. I'm trying to help, Janice. Wait, I just want to put out there, I didn't say any of that what you just said. <laughs> yeah, no, she didn't say that, but... but you just but said I'm just Sandra to... has an atabomb. 
her. I know, but now you're now, but you have something about that soy meatball because like I'm what she kill. said after lunch, it's worse. Did you not? I did. I See? did say that. There, I'm trying to I help. Did. I did. And Listen, I don't it. don't try to act like Sanders should feel uncomfortable. Everybody farts, Janice. No, I realize that. You often fart right outside this door, well, right at here. At least I open the door. If she sticks her butt out and farts <laughs> right outside the door, Sandra. <laughs> it's one time she farted in my backpack, oh, and everybody backpack saw fart. it. That's oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, remember that, Jake? Yeah, she farted right in my backpack. Straight in. Designer oh backpack. When Jillian went to the bathroom, I just thought it was open. It was there for the taking. Yeah, but unfortunately, <laughs> it was caught on film. <laughs> Bloody oh, animal! Man. Yeah, that's that's a really good prank. I hope when you opened it up, it just came out. Exactly. That's what I was What's hoping. your problem? <laughs> You hope when I what what made you take her side here? Because I'm the victim I'm in not, all this. I'm not. I'm not. Janice, grow up. You yeah, grow up right here. Thank you, Sandra. It's your problem. I just, I, again, I'm so excited. You guys called me. You guys made my day. My birthday's next weekend, and this is Aww. the best present. Happy Thank birthday, you. bud. Thank Happy you. birthday, and like try all this. I think that's good. Oh shoot! Last but not least, are you drinking carbonated be- beverages? No. Okay, good. Yeah, because right. that can cause it too. Okay. okay. All right. No. You're good to go. No. Happy okay. birthday, Santa. Okay, and no soy in the birthday cake or it's not going to be a fun night for you. Oh. Okay. okay. And, and no. Jillian, yes. by any chance, if you have a picture that you could autograph and send to me. I certainly will. All right. Could you please? Make a note I mean, of that. If you got poster size, it would look great in my <laughs> I gym. don't have a poster size, but I, I will, I'll send you whatever we got, buddy. Can you imagine if I did? No problem. You want the, the 20 by 24? <laughs> Absolutely. I keep posters of me just around the house. You know, Heidi I, would love that. I, I mean, it's inspiration. Thank you both uh, so much for calling me. No, thank okay, you, Sandra, I'll call you back day. and get your info. Okay, okay. thank you again. Okay. Have a good day. You, you too. too. Bye-bye. You know, the sad thing is normally I directly and immediately refer people to doctors, but I felt like I could handle this one. No, but that was good. That you you narrowed it down because you did narrow it down. I'd be curious to find out if it was those uh, soy the soy meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked farts for so long. It just brings joy to my heart. Well, because here's the thing. While I find them terribly amusing, I don't want to partake in them. I know. I, I would like to experience them as as little <sighs> as possible. Although Doctor Oz says that we fart like some crazy amount a day. Let me look this up. You know, you what know what you I just about? found when I was uh, Tell me. moving some stuff around. What you got me for Christmas for our Secret Santa? Oh, my fart book. The Farts Around the World book. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I had a good solid fifteen minutes with that, just dying. Laughing. Yeah. Um, embarrassing questions today on Doctor Oz. What makes fart stinks? Home remedies for gas, farts, and flat. Oh, we should have told her. I just found out that a fart and remedy is fennel. Sandra. Dr. Oz says fennel. Wonder fennel. if it works. Well, yeah. But he said somewhere about farting. Uh, fart 14 times a day, he says. Dr. Oz farts 14 times a day. But <laughs> it's like once an hour. I'm going to remember that if I ever watch the show when he comes back from commercial break. If he's smiling, then I'm going to know what he just did on the commercial break. 14 times. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not that much. I at least fourteen. Whoa! But mine are mine now. Suddenly, all, all of a sudden, now they're they're sneaking out. 
And I think there's something wrong. Like, the older I get, something changes. The area changes the older you get. And I've noticed in these last, mostly this last year, things are just escaping on their own. Whether it's a pea squirt or a toot. It just, and it's like, oh, no. Really? Is this my destiny? I'm, you know. Like, I'll be talking to someone and I'll go, oh, my God, I just... I just farted in this conversation. And it's not like it's loud. It's just like, boop. I just don't know what to do. It's sit down every time we talk to them. And then when something comes out, you can act like you just moved weird on the seat. That's what I do. That's, see? Yeah. You pretend you don't, but you no, do. No, no. I didn't say I don't. I said I try not to. Oh. Well, wait till you get yeah. into your 50s. And all of a sudden, it's like... Loop. Loop. Did I tell you about the time when Loop farted in line? Did I ever tell you about that? Oh, I had to have told you about this. We were in line at the vitamin barn and Oh wait, something didn't I tell you? And she farted. She ripped ass. <laughs> and everybody turned and looked and I was like, This is a lose lose for me because if you they're play- all gonna think it's me or I throw the three year old under the bus. And then everyone thinks it's me, but then I blamed my three-year-old because it was like a man-sized fart that came out of this kid's <laughs> tiny little butt. It was like, <laughs> and I and then I, I looked at her and I was like, "Lou, honey, <laughs> you feeling okay?" And she just looked at me blankly, and I know that everybody was like that horrible woman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just blamed her three-year-old. And, and oh boy, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. See? Phoenix is like a, I mean, like a just a machine gun, boy. You pick him up and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's living in you? Mother of God. <laughs> and he just looks at me with this blank stare. Like nothing you happened. Know, I would not have known what it sounded like until you gave that <laughs> that fantastic audio. I pick him up and it's like what baby alive. You know, I just I pick him up and then it's like <laughs> <laughs> like he's been waiting all day for me to pick him up and squeeze it right out of him. <laughs> Jeez, oh. oh God! Alrighty. Well, and what a better way to end the show today with that. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. It's Audible time. Audible.com, you guys. They're a leading provider of spoken audio information, books, entertainment, podcasts, you name it. You can listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. If you want to listen to it, Audible has it. They've got over 100,000 titles and virtually every genre of book that you could possibly want. You'll find what you're looking for. Check it out. They're giving away to our listeners a free audiobook and a 30-day trial. All you've got to do is sign up at www.audiblepodcast.com slash exercise. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot C-O-M slash E-X-E-R-C-I-S-E. www.audiblepodcast.com slash exercise.
like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny. And I love you.